0: Opinions expressed on ACB media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: This has been an ACB Community Call.
2: Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, December 19th,
1: 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. As usual, a couple announcements here at the top. We want to remind everyone... That we're going to take all first questions, and if we get through all of those and we have time for second questions, we will take those. Also, please be respectful to everyone and let people ask their question in the same respect you would want your question asked, and there are no dumb questions. Also, I wanted to let everyone know there is a brand new book that came out, I think it was either last night or this morning, called iOS Access for All by Shelly Brisbane. And there is a few different versions of it. You can get an EPUB version. You can get it in a PDF version. And you can get a package where you can get both of those. They're all uh, off by a few dollars in terms of pricing. But you can go and check that out at iosaccessforall.com, I believe, is the website. I always have Michael Babcock with me. Michael, how's it going? It is going
2: well. Um, I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown, and I do see we have some hands. So we'll get to those in a moment of the content that we've published. But before that, because we have an amazing host who called me out and said, hey, I emailed you but never got a response, I'm going to give her the answer to her question because someone else may have this, but Sheila I did also email this to you as well. <laughs> so uh, if you go to the start menu and you type in settings, and then you choose applications when you're in, or apps when you're in your settings, there's an option to change the default application When you choose that option, then you can pick what you wanna change the default to, whether that be internet browsing or music listening. So you'll choose what is equivalent to internet. It might say internet or internet browsing. And once you've chosen that, then you pick the application that you'd like to be your default internet browsing application, whether that be Chrome or Edge. Uh, So as I said, I emailed those over to you. And yesterday we published Technically Working, where Demasi and I sat down. Uh, Honestly, had a bit of a rant about um, Gravity Forms. And if you don't know what Gravity Forms is, it's a tool in WordPress that allows WordPress administrators to build amazing forms. Um, It's uh, one of the tools that is being used to build a form that I think a lot of people are going to be encountering, and I'll mention that here shortly uh, as well before I hand it back over to Marty. Uh, but one of the problems that Gravity Forms has had is the issue with um, not being able to reorganize your form fields, and they released a new version of Gravity Forms, and Demasi and I shared our um, opinions on that, so if you're interested in hearing that, it might be worth going to listen to. Um, I forgot to publish an episode on Unmute Presents on Sunday, so what I did yesterday is I had someone reach out to me and ask me, Michael, can you teach me how to publish an episode to Pinecast for my affiliate, uh, which is the podcast platform that ACB Media uses to host podcasts. And if you have a podcast through ACB Media or in partnership with ACB Media, uh, chances are you're using Pinecast as well. So on Sunday's episode, we publish publishing a podcast episode to Pinecast uh, using JAWS. And uh, that came out. And then we also had uh, the Shell Phone Show that came out sharing all information about uh, Script Talk and how Script Talk is now available on the Blind Shell Classic too. Uh, Marty, did you have a question for today?
1: Yeah. So if you use a messaging app besides the stock app, what is it? Whether it's Android or whether it's on iOS. Or on your computer if you use a third party you know something like whatsapp signal there's a bunch of them out there if you use a third party messaging app what is it and uh tell us if you like it don't like it or maybe why you use it instead of the stock one and one other thing i wanted to bring up back to the ios access for all book is if you're looking for kind of like a bible book on everything that is accessibility on your iphone or ipad it's uh, an amazing book. Shelley goes through everything, and she suggests different kinds of apps, and it's a really great book. If you're someone who wants to have you know, as much information as you possibly can have in your arsenal of every accessibility thing on your iOS device, I highly recommend it. So anyway, let's hit some questions, Sheila.
3: All right, Jewel.
1: Hey, Jewel.
4: I get to be first, huh?
1: Yep, you're first.
4: Okay, well, um, first, Marty's question. I mainly use Facebook Messenger. Um, I I really like that one. I use Discord occasionally, but it frustrates me. So I try, but no. <laughs> I think
1: um, you're the, not the only one that Discord uh, frustrates.
4: Yeah, the cursor moving around at random is a suck, bit sucky. Yep. Um. So I had a couple of questions, um, but one is really simple. Is about a iOS voiceover sound? Would it be okay if I asked that and just it, I think that would be really fast. Sure. And then I'll ask the bigger question if you don't
2: mind. Yeah, sure. Let's get that real quick one.
4: Okay. Yeah, the sound I'm I'm getting a sound that I've not gotten in before, and it's a dun dun dun, dun. three three knocks basically, mm-hmm. and it keeps going off, and I'm not trying I'm trying to figure out why. Any yep. idea what that sound means?
2: Yep. So does it happen after voiceover state something? So it says yes. something and then you hear da da da. Yes. And voiceover now does not say actions available, does it? No. That is the sound for actions available when there's actions that you can oh, flick down okay. on the item.
4: Good. That'll help me find how to turn that off. Thank you so much. Yep. Um, that was quick. So the other question I had is not a quick one. Um, I wanted to know... If y'all have suggestions for NFC tags um, for creative uses of them, I know that they can be used with a um, NFC tag writer, which I have that app. And I know they can also be used with uh, shortcuts. So I'm just Mm -hmm. curious what creative solutions y'all have for using NFC tags to get things done, especially outdoors. Okay, so...
2: I will take this, and and if Marty has any input, he can jump in there too, but I do have some experience with using NFC stickers. So, uh, first of all, for those who don't know, NFC stands for Near Field Communication. Uh, On the, I believe, iPhone 8 and newer, you can tap the top of your phone against a sticker and have something happen, whether that be it display a message to you or it activate a shortcut um, or it do other actions that you've programmed to that tag. Um, Really handy, and I will give you one use that I've used for them. Um, It's also the technology that's behind WayAround. So um, if you want to build your own solution to label stuff, WayAround gives you that pretty interface, which is kind of nice, but you do have to buy their tags. Um, But it's the same Essential uh, concept. So one thing that I do is I have a NFC sticker that's on the top of our Brita water filter in our fridge. And when I remember to do so, if I top the top edge of my phone against that, it automatically logs an eight ounce cup of water in WaterMinder for me. uh, So I don't have to worry about going in there and logging that. And then I've also used NFC stickers for time tracking. So if I I would put a sticker on my desk and then if I tap the top edge of my phone against that sticker, um, then that's me sitting there and... Uh, sitting down to do some work. So it'll pop up a menu and say, what work are you working on? You tap on the job that you're doing. And then if there's already a timer running, when you tap the NFC sticker, you won't get that menu again, but it's going to assume that because of the timers running, you want to stop it with that NFC sticker.
1: Another solution would be, uh, You could take an NFC sticker and you could stick it somewhere that's really easy for everyone to access. And you can have your Wi-Fi password there so you don't actually have to say it out loud. And someone could scan it so that they get the Wi-Fi password and they can get on your Wi-Fi, but you don't actually have to tell them what it is. They just scan it and it just kind of goes in there.
2: So hopefully that gives you a couple ideas, Joel. I don't know exactly what you're looking to do outside, but if you have anything else, feel free to raise your hand again. Who do we got next, Sheila? Abraham. Hey, Abraham. Abraham. Hello. Uh, I had to get to got it
0: there anyway. Um, so I upgraded to the iPhone 15 Pro from the iPhone 7, and I don't know what's going on. I'm getting a message that says, um, important network provider message. And when I open the phone, I see something that says, except, uh, but it disappears very quickly.
1: What does it say again?
0: Um in- important network provider message and i get that daily mm. <laughs> so yeah
2: so uh-huh. um who's your carrier if you don't mind me asking
0: uh so yeah you would never hear of my okay, carrier. Oh, that that's right yeah.
2: you're not in the, um yeah do you guys use e-sim or physical sim cards
0: um so i have both i physical sim is my main and then i have a sim as well but i don't really use actually
2: and Cause it sounds like something isn't connected to the cell network properly and you're getting that update because cell providers can push, um, mobile provider specific updates to your iPhone. Um, Mm -hmm. so where you might want to go, you can try two things that I would do. Um, actually, let me ask you one other question. Ibrahim, when you came from the seven to the 15 pro, did you migrate or did you set up as a new phone?
0: I'm migrated.
2: Okay. So what I would do then is I would go into your general uh, settings. So go to settings, general, and then uh, reset and erase, which is the uh, second to last option under general. And then that's going to pop up a menu. And one of the options is going to say reset network settings. And I would okay. try that. That's going to disconnect you from your Wi-Fi, but that should force your phone to re-download any latest updates that are available for your carrier and activate those updates so you don't get that notification anymore. Okay, thank you. Yeah, give that a try. I'd love to know if that helped.
5: All right. Triple G. Hey
0: Greg. Hello. Okay, sorry. I had to find the unmute button. Um um so my question is this. Um I wonder if there's a standard procedure for finding the secondary audio program channel on a on any TV. Um we now have a high sense, but I don't believe we're using that at this point because we're waiting on getting that set up, but is there um and I don't know what kind of we TV we have currently. We are using currently, but is there a standard operating procedure for finding the um secondary audio programming uh control that's that's my question Do you
2: want me to take this one Marty? yeah you go you for it? it okay so i have some questions for you triple g because you know you guys can't just come to us with questions without me asking questions um, okay. are you are you trying to find the secondary audio programming channel on your cable provider or are you guys using over the air uh tv or is this we're we're service? using
0: over the air antenna tv um
2: yeah then to answer your question the only way that i'm aware of being able to reliably find that information is to see if there is an alternative language track available on the tv possibly by pressing pause or menu while watching something live
0: okay pause or menu
2: okay yep that that's where i would check i don't know if that will solve it but that's the first place i would check
0: okay okay Thank, thank you very so much. Producer. Yeah, thank you. All right, Kayla, who do we have in Clubhouse?
5: We have Tony. You may have mute.
1: Hey, Tony. It is actually DJ. I
5: had a 50-50 chance. <laughs>
1: well, hey, DJ, how you got,
6: are you? you got it right. I'm doing good. So uh, the problem I have is with my Bluetooth keyboard, everything works with it except my left shift key is not um working properly when I press down it, like if I'm texting them, and, and I wanna do like a new line, I'll, I'll I'll press the shift and the enter key and it goes to the new line. Or if I wanna do a capital letter um, using my left shift key, um, it doesn't do it. So I'm wondering what's going on with it. I don't know what to do with that. So I figured I'd ask you.
1: One thing is I would I suggest right out of the gate definitely is you can lightly turn your keyboard upside down and just lightly tap it and see if any junk falls out of there. You can also get some canned air, which you can get at you know, any of the staples, office type stores, or you could order some online and you gently spray your keyboard with it and you can get some junk that maybe gets stuck in there out. Um, mm. That usually helps. Sometimes a key will okay. get stuck if something gets stuck in there. Um If that doesn't work, then I would say, try and restart the device and the device that it's connected to, to see if it just reestablishes the connection. Although if other keys are working fine and that particular key is not working fine, there could be Mm -hmm. a malfunction with that key, maybe a short, something like that. So you're gonna just kind of have to play around with it a little bit. And if you just, if all the other keys are working and that one just isn't working, Probably that's going to be the thing is that there's an issue with that actual key, you know, like a mechanical failure with that particular key and you might have to replace your keyboard.
6: Oh, okay.
1: But I would try and clean it out first. You can definitely also try and get like a Q-tip and some light alcohol and try and clean the area as well and see if there's maybe just some junk in there. But I would start out with tapping it upside down see if any stuff falls out of there. Use some canned air, and then maybe try a Q-tip with some, you know, very little bit of alcohol and just see if you can clean it a little bit. And if all those things don't work, then probably it's a mechanical failure is what I would say.
2: And oh, okay. is, And DJ, is this a the folding keyboard that you got? Yeah. Uh-huh. okay so if after going through marty's solutions reach out to uh, the vendor you purchased it from and uh we can help you with getting a copy of your uh order receipt if you need it but pluggable okay. does offer a manufacturer's warranty and if i recall right you are well within that time frame so if it is something mechanical it's well worth reaching out to the manufacturer to say hey my left sh- Shift key isn't working, and chances are they'll just send you a replacement, or they'll ask you to send that one in and they'll replace it for you. But I would go through the cleaning troubleshooting steps that Marty provided because that's a good place to start. Because I don't know about you, but dealing with the mail sometimes can be a pain. Although it is nice, especially around the holiday time. It is. Oh yeah, you're on holiday time. Yeah, real. Yeah. Yep.
6: All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm gonna try all that. I'm gonna try that. All right. uh, Good luck. Thank you for taking my question. Yep. No problem. Woohoo. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Doc.
1: Okay. Hey, Doc. How are you?
6: Well, I'm doing well, except I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone.
1: Well, you're not the um, only one.
6: But yeah. <laughs> I think not. Anyway. Um, well, my configuration is uh, Windows 11, Office 21, JAWS 24. And I'm having a problem. Usually later in the day, and like last night, I was uh, starting a Word document, and I put a heading on it. When I hit enter to space down, I hear this clang like it makes, you know, when you save a document. And at other times, I hit the control key, and it says Alt-Control. And I haven't even touched the alt key. You haven't even gotten near it. And there's just weird stuff going on. And there's been things that uh, have been witnessed by other people over the phone, you know, furnishing information that I've typed in. I've saved it. And then I go to open it and it's not there.
2: Weird. That Any is idea? Weird. It sounds to me so. Are you on a laptop? I I missed that.
6: Yes, I am.
2: Okay. So, where I would try with this doc because I've encountered something similar. Um I can't answer your saving documents question cuz that seems a little strange and and I'm not sure why it's not saving it. Actually, I'll give you an idea for that as well. Um <clears throat> when you're when you press the control key and it says control alt or, or whatever key you're pressing and it says alt with that, try I'm sorry. I'm getting alert here. Try double pressing the alt key and um, like just press it twice real quickly and then try the keystroke again and see if that works. Because I think sometimes what happens is the alt key gets stuck. So it's getting interpreted as well with the keystroke that you're pressing. Um, also Marty's suggestions for a previous person about making yeah. sure that there's nothing stuck around the alt key might be worth, uh, exploring as well okay. with the documents. Um, are you saving documents in Microsoft word? Is this where this most often happens or yes. Okay. If you go up to the file dropdown for Microsoft word, and then you go down to recent, does the document show up in your recent menu? And if you haven't tried that, try that, because then that tells you that the document's being saved, but where you're opening it from in Microsoft Word is not where the document's being saved. So you need to figure out where those two places are if it is showing up in that recents menu.
6: Well, I've I've tried a, a, a find, you know, Alt-F, and put in the title of the document, and mm-hmm. nothing shows up anywhere.
2: So... Check that recents list uh, again, because that'll tell you yes or no, it's saving it. Um, I think what's happening is you might be in, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you might be in your documents on your local computer, and maybe Microsoft is saving it in your documents on your OneDrive, and those are connected, and that's why Alt-F isn't finding it. That's why knowing if it shows up in that recents path, and I believe, I know Reaper does, I don't remember about Microsoft Word. But I believe Microsoft Word will actually read the title of the file. And then after that, about a second later, it'll read what might sound like a lot of gibberish, C colon backslash OneDrive, blah, 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 uh-huh. blah. But that'll at least tell you where the file is being saved.
6: Yeah. You know, well, I'm not using nothing with, um, what is, what do they call their, their storage unit? OneDrive? I can't think. Of, yeah, OneDrive. I, I ask. uh. Windows to turn that off. I don't want, I don't save anything there. Mm-hmm. I have an external hard drive, you know, gotcha. Well, that I can, I have plenty of capacity and I just don't want to mess with OneDrive at all.
2: So. I understand, but give that a try and see if that brings your yep. files up. And then again, as I said, try double pressing the Alt key when that happens. Yeah. And if yep. that continues That's to be an issue, um, let yep. us know. Okay. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. To you as well, Doc. Thanks a lot. Sheila, who's next? Area code 201, ending in 406. Please tell us who you
3: are.
7: Hi, this is Lisa G. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am.
1: Yeah, we can hear you.
7: Okay, thank you. Um, I, have, I need some advice. I want to get an iPhone 16 Pro. I found out the Pro has some feature about magnification or something, so I want to get that one. And I'm so mad at myself because I went to... I wanted to get a Costco and it had like $400 off of it. And, um, I went to go there. It was just a problem. They said, get it online. I'm like, you know, doing it online was a whole big to do. And I didn't do it in time. And then the sale ended. So what would you, is there any place to recommend? I have Verizon and I have a, an old plan because I'm a retired teacher. So I don't necessarily want to change my plan. Um, and so, I have a two fifty six, and I was thinking of getting a five twelve. Is there any benefit to that? Just your, your okay, opinion. well, so a couple
1: of things to address. So first of all, uh, I'm not sure, but do you have an Apple store anywhere in your vicinity that you could get to? Okay. If you can get to the Apple store, they have, you know, a couple of different options. They have, obviously you can buy a phone outright if you want to do that, but they also have what's called the Apple upgrade program. And what you do is you pick the phone you want in your case would be the iPhone 15 pro or pro max is the one I think you said you wanted to get. You uh, then get signed up through Apple and then you do all of that. Now, the benefits to that are a couple of things. One is you will get, and this is probably the most important thing, you'll get AppleCare through Apple. So if you have an issue with your phone, then you can go directly to Apple and they can help you right away. Where if you get a warranty for your phone through one of the big cell phone carriers like Verizon, T-Mobile, any of those... Then they're going to give you a phone number, you're going to have to call them, and then you're going to have to send your phone out, and it's a whole big thing. So at least with Apple Care and going through Apple, they're going to be able to help you right away. You just have to make an appointment and get into the store, and then they'll take it from there. Um, so that's one thing that's really important. Another thing that's really important is that when you go on the program through Apple, it doesn't mess with your plan that you have on your carrier. That doesn't change. There's nothing. You're basically just strictly getting your phone through Apple and doing everything through Apple. And then your plan is through your carrier and it doesn't change anything unless you go to your carrier and change your plan. The last thing is, and probably this is also a good benefit for a lot of people, after one year of payments, usually 24 months, you pay it off and then you own it, you keep it for the rest of time if you want, and you don't have to make any more payments. Or after 12 months, if you're someone who likes to get the new phone all the time, when the new one comes out and you've made 12 months of payments, you can take your phone back, give it back to them, and they'll set you up with the, whatever the new model is. So that's what I would suggest. If you can get to an Apple store, that's probably gonna be uh, a good option.
7: Okay, so I've done. I always get the Apple Care now. Costco is offering a phone with the Apple Care included in it, but right. um, then I, you know, it's an unlocked phone, so I'd have to go to Apple and have it transferred over and help me transfer it over. Um, because is this a different program than just Apple Care. This is a program. So, yeah, because they're because the you're buying your for phone. For a
1: year. You're buying your phone through Apple. There, when you go to the store, they'll hook your phone number up to it, put you on the payment plan, and do all that stuff right there in the Apple Store. So you'll walk out with a brand new okay. phone, with it all set up with your phone number and all your stuff and everything. They help you do and then all then that. For a year, mm-hmm. I,
7: after a year, I'd still have the Apple Care, but I could tra- I could um, get another phone. Does the Apple Care transfer over by any chance? Probably not.
1: No, because you just get a new phone with Apple Care. It's kind of part of the plan.
7: Oh, it's part- oh, so they include the price of Apple Care in the plan with the phone for the monthly yes.
1: payment. Yes.
7: Okay. Thank you so much. And do you have any opinion about two fifty six or five hundred sixteen? Because I I I don't use up all the data. I put everything in the iCloud. I pay for a lot. You know, I pay for the two terabytes of storage, which I'm about halfway, almost halfway, and I just don't want to ever be told that I don't have enough room or space. Do you think I'd still be good with two fifty six, or do you think I need the five? I think it's five twelve. Well. So here's the thing about that. Out. No one
1: really knows the answer to that question except you. If you take a lot of videos and a lot of, uh, if you do a lot of, uh, you know, using video, especially with the new high end video they have on the iPhone 15, and if you're doing a lot of photos and all that, if you feel like you need a bigger hard drive, then, um, you know, I mean, really only you can know how much space that you're going to need on your phone. But I will say the one thing about these new phones on the 15s is they have USB-C now and they've gotten rid of the lightning port. So the great thing about USB-C is you can actually plug in an external hard drive if you want to. So you can buy like for a hundred bucks, like a two terabyte USB-C external hard drive and you can plug it in and you can back up all your stuff to that. Uh, so.
7: Oh, wow, I have that, and I never thought, I didn't think of that. Thank you for that. I know the new ones have the USB-C, and that's that's fantastic.
1: Right. With the USB-C, you get a lot of options. You can plug in a hub, you can plug in external hard drives, you can do all kinds of things with it. But in terms of the internal hard drive, only really you can answer that question. I would look and see how big of a hard drive you have on your current phone right now and see how much space you've used. And if you've only used like 50 gigs you're 256, probably you're fine with 256. If you feel like you need more, bump up to the 512. I mean, they even go up to a terabyte now. But since you have yeah, USB-C no, and crazy. you can plug in external hard drives, you might be able to save yourself some money by utilizing an external hard drive and uh, plugging it in when you need to.
7: Fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all the advice. Really yeah, no problem. Good things. luck. Very Let us know what holidays. you end up doing. <laughs> okay, thank you.
1: All right. Agnes. Hey Agnes.
3: <laughs> You're still muted, Agnes.
7: Okay. Oh there have we go. you are.
1: Now okay. we can
8: hear you. It's great. Um I tried one of the suggestions that was given last week for dealing with Microsoft Edge and the listen factor. And I think it was to hit control M. Yep. But nothing happened. And I'm still not getting it. And I know others aren't. One other person in particular isn't either.
2: Okay. So, specifically, this is with, my, and I do remember that. So, thank you for letting us know that that did not work. Because uh, that means that now I need to open Windows 11 and go try it I myself. I have Windows 10. Okay. So, you're on Windows 10. That was going to be oh. my next question. So, yes. using Microsoft Edge on Windows 10. Yes. Okay. Um. So… I don't have an immediate answer for why that's not working for you then. Um what you could try, have you tried another browser by chance? Like my I don't Google Chrome? I'm
8: I'm not up on another browser but um the friend that's having the same problem with Microsoft Edge used to get it on Google Chrome and then mm-hmm. she wasn't getting it on Google Chrome anymore and that's why she tried Microsoft Edge. So, my question. And uh, she was getting it on Microsoft. It just was I.
2: Gotcha. Have you guys reached out to the Listen Factor to ask them what's going on?
8: Yeah. And I don't, well, I haven't, but she has. And I don't remember what, you know, what all was said. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: So, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have another immediate answer for you. If anyone else has one of why audio may not be playing in Microsoft Edge on Windows 10, please raise your hand and let Agnes know. And we appreciate you uh, reaching back out. Sorry, I couldn't give you a direct answer, though.
8: Oh, that's okay. I understand.
2: I uh, uh, actually, I I may have told you this last week, and I don't know if I did, Agnes, but one other thing to try is um, you could call the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk while on the Listen Factor right, and, and ask can, them if okay. they can tell you why it's not playing. Okay,
8: because okay. I know Jeff Bishop had come on last week with some suggestions, and I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to get them all down, and the only one I remembered was the Control-M.
2: Gotcha. Know. Do you listen to the podcast? Because you can go grab last week's podcast yeah, episode I can, and get those yeah, ideas. I can,
8: I, I can get those ideas. I just hadn't had a chance to do it yet. Yep. Well, good
2: luck, Agnes. And thanks okay. for letting us know that did not work. I appreciate it. Uh,
8: okay. And if I find a solution, um, I'll be happy to let you all know. And I'll copy your email address from the podcast in case they just need to email it to you.
2: No worries. You're amazing. And thanks a lot. Have a beautiful Thank day.
3: You, you too. You All right. Know. Area code five zero eight, ending in three two three. Please tell us who you are.
1: If Star you are. six. Hello. I We can hear you.
3: Hi, Marty Hello. and Michael
8: and Sheila. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.
8: Thank you. It's Rachel.
1: Hey, Rachel. Hi, Rachel.
8: Hello. Um, I have a question for you, and it's probably going to be a bizarre one. Um, there are lamps and light boxes for people with sunlight deficiency disorder. So I'm wondering, are there apps out there for that purpose that you can put on your phone or iPad for like first thing in the morning?
2: So there are, um, I don't have a specific recommendation for an app that would be guaranteed to be accessible while doing some research for this, uh, for yourself or whoever needs it. If you find a light that is HomeKit compatible, then that will guarantee that as a voiceover user, you'll be able to use it once it's set up. You may have challenges with configuring it by default and getting it connected to your network, but once it's set up, you can use the Home app on your iPhone and that app is accessible. So that's where I would go while investigating that.
8: Okay, I'm not set up for home use. I don't
2: have a smart plug. Are you an iPhone user? Yes, sir. Okay, so um, if you look for a light that fits your medical needs or whatever needs you have, um, when you're looking for it, just look for one that says it's HomeKit compatible because then you don't need a smart plug. You don't need any extra accessories to make it work with your phone. You just need to get it connected to your Wi-Fi network and then your phone and that light will talk to each other through the home app.
7: Okay.
2: I I know that that's a lot. Um, If you find some lights that are compatible with the home app, you can send those to us and we can uh, take a look at them and share some thoughts with you. Otherwise, that's the procedure I would personally look for. Marty, do you have any suggestions for looking for an accessible light that she could use?
1: Um not something that's going to be super simple. I don't think.
2: Yeah. So
1: everything is going to take out some kind of configuration as far as I know.
2: So hopefully that helps a little bit and reach out uh, via email or feel free to come back with any other questions. Uh, as I said, I look for something that is home kit compatible. Okay. Perfect. Sheila. Who is Thank Max? you very much. No yep, problem. No Have problem. a happy holiday.
8: Merry Christmas.
9: Beth. Hey Beth. Hi. I, i I was wondering, um, I have a problem with my phone um well uh it always it seems like I don't know if it's Facebook, but it's always saying notifications from Facebook, and um it's when I don't want it to so- so like do I just go to settings and turn them off although I tried to with uh YouTube, and somehow I don't know what phone I had then, but it just didn't work um so i just go to notifications is that what i do in settings
1: yeah and then you can turn once you get into notifications you'll see there's like some standards at the top that you can pick and how you, how you want your notifications to show up you know there's like a few different options and then mm-hmm. once you've picked those you'll see pretty much every single app on your phone that offers notifications in the list below that and you just have to individually go through and kind of either turn on or off the ones you want to either notify you or not notify you. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of a tedious process if you got to go through every app on your phone, but you can go directly to like YouTube, for example, if you have that up on your phone. And then you can either just turn it off if it, you don't want it to notify you or whatever the case is. And some other time you can go back and turn it back on if you want to start receiving notifications again.
9: So so it will receive it, but it it won't let me know?
1: It just that, won't like, give you any alert whatsoever. You'll just never know if anything happens unless you open up the app. Yeah. Okay, you'll see like once you go, you'll see on every single app, there's like a little uh, lever that you can either have it on or off. If you have it on, Mm -hmm. you'll receive notifications to however the parameters you set up at the top are. Once you set those up, then the rest of them are either on or off. So if you don't want to have any notification whatsoever on a particular app, then you just turn it off and then you won't know that it's doing anything unless you open up the app and otherwise it just does nothing.
9: Right. And and also um if I want to record something off my computer like just say you know those that gospel thing, you know when we sing uh, um songs, you know or like dubbing some people, you know, they record themselves singing and singing and they they get, you know, somebody else on the same recording, but they're like, you know, many miles away. It, this uh, meeting is on Zoom. How would I do that?
1: Um, you can record in Zoom, actually. So oh. if you're in a Zoom meeting and you want to record whatever your meeting that you're in, you can record that. I think you have to be the host, though. Is that right, you Michael? Yes. No, no, I
9: mean, um, like, like, there was a song that was sung by um, Cindy Hollis and... I don't know. It was a duet, but Cindy was. You can also
1: email her and ask her if she can send you that particular recording. If you wanted that one, maybe she'll do it.
9: Yeah. Or maybe, maybe just how to do it. Like if I want to just say, sing with somebody else.
2: Yep. So so I would reach out to communityacb.org and find out if they have some uh, suggestions, because I know they're always help, willing to help people with uh, submitting the uh, karaoke content. So reach out to them and ask them, hey, can you help me understand how to do this? And hopefully that'll help right. you out. Know. Okay, Beth?
9: Okay, thanks. Perfect.
2: Before we Merry move Christ- on, uh, I want Merry to... Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry yep. Christmas Merry to you Merry Christmas well. to you too. Yeah, thanks. I want to go back to Agnes real quick because I I kind of felt a little guilty because I couldn't give her an immediate answer. So I went and tried uh, the listen factor on Windows 11. I also tried the listen factor on Safari on my Mac, and I tried the listen factor on my iPhone. None of those platforms are playing audio, so I'm I'm inclined to believe it may be an issue with their website and not you or your friend's setup, but I can't get it to play on my Mac, my Windows computer, or my iPhone. So if anyone has any other suggestions or ideas, feel free to raise your hand. Uh, but I wanted to address that to you, Agnes, so you know it. So hopefully it doesn't drive you as crazy knowing that it's not just
1: you. And if that is the case, uh, then Agnes, probably you couldn't do anything it wouldn't be on your end they'd have to fix it yeah so
2: best luck with that sheila who do we got next marie hey marie Marie. hi i have a
3: couple of quick questions but first of all i once said that i used the stock apple messaging app for my
1: all right there you go um
3: i have a couple of keyboard questions the first one is not actually a question i have a wired logitech mechanical keyboard and uh i can't remember the model right now but it's i love it because on the top row above the function that has two keys grouped together. If I press one, it is Windows keys. If I press two, it's Mac keys.
1: Oh, that is is nice.
3: Really Is that the MX2?
1: Is that what you have, the MX2? No,
3: it's not an MX, but that's that's my question is I'm going to order an MX keys. And I know it it pairs to three different um, uh, devices. Mm -hmm. I want to know if you pair it to the different devices like a Windows device and, and an Apple device. Does it switch the keys so that they're compatible with the device you're using?
2: That is a very good question that as soon as someone sends me a laptop to set up for them, I will test it for you. Okay. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll grab one of the Windows, uh, 12, uh, Windows 11 uh, laptops that we have upstairs okay. and set it up. I don't believe that the MX keys switches. Um, so what, what happens, because it sounds like you're familiar, is your option key becomes your alt key on Windows. Um, right. versus your command key being the alt yeah,
3: key. Yeah, I, I do know that, but it's, it's just really nice on this one where it just it automatically switches and it says option and command and so yep. forth instead of, instead of you know, Windows
1: and, and alt. And the, um, the great thing about a mechanical keyboard is uh, like we've had this question today, hey, a, a key or two on my keyboard's not working and I can't figure out why. On a mechanical keyboard, usually you can, and this is the whole point of a mechanical keyboard, if you're you know, tech savvy with your hands and stuff like that and using tools, you can actually open it up and pull off the broken key and change out a switch or change out the key cap or do Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. Mm So if you're someone who's able to do that kind of stuff, a mechanical um, keyboard might be a way to go.
3: I'm having a problem right now. The six key on the number on the top, I have to really press it hard to get it to to work at all. So I need to get in there and see what's wrong with that. But I thought maybe the MX might have those two buttons because this mechanical keyboard is relatively new and uh, I thought it's really a nice feature and And I was going to say in case somebody doesn't know since she was just asking about uh, the notifications with iOS 17.2 if you go into sounds and Haptics and go all the way to the bottom you can actually for the first time change the default alert sound for notifications
1: yes yes so nice that's true feature all right
3: thank you that's it thanks
1: Marie have a great Christmas we don't talk to you again
2: all right. Uh, bye-bye. And and Marie, before you go, I did some quick looking and it does kind of look like specifically the MX keys. Um let me let me preface this with saying the software that I'm going to tell you about is notoriously not accessible, but it looks like if you have the Logitech uh, key software on your windows computer, when mm-hmm. switching to a windows computer, the newer Logitech MX keys uh, appear to switch the layout is what it looks like.
3: Okay. Uh, real quick. Like I also, I forgot to ask you, uh, it, does it have a pretty good range? I'm, I know it's a Bluetooth, but I was thinking about getting the the little bolt receiver to pair it to my uh, PC. And I just probably could be
1: sitting anywhere anywhere in the same room and it would work all right, I would think. Okay. Yeah, typically, yeah.
3: Okay. Thanks. I have never used the MX keys, but I've heard good things about it. I
1: love this keyboard. They're great. They're good keyboards. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. (laughs) It's a little expensive, but it really is kind of worth it actually. Yes.
3: Well, it's it's less expensive than this wired keyboard. I I like this one because it has the half height keys because I have small hands and I don't like the full travel. It's just I have to press too hard. And this mm. one has the half height keys on it, and it's really it's really nice to type on.
2: Yeah, cool. Yeah. And well, good luck. Uh, check the return policies for the places you order from. Appreciate uh, it, Marie. Thank who you. do we got next, Sheila?
3: Sheila,
5: who do we have in Clubhouse?
2: Sheila.
5: Sorry, my phone is being wonky. Um, yes, we have Herbie and Jane. Okay.
2: Hey, Herbie. You want to unmute Herbie?
7: Herbie, you're unmuted, but I'm not hearing you. All
2: right. Well, he works that out, Jane.
7: Um, hi. I'm
5: trying to figure out how to purchase a couple of Kindle books. Except <laughs> it says on iOS that you cannot purchase it from the store. Um. I think you s- you have to go on the on the computer.
2: Yep, or the purchase. Amazon website in Safari. But you can't purchase Kindle apps inside of the Kindle app on iOS or Kindle books inside of the Kindle app on iOS. Um, I don't think because Amazon yeah. wants their cut, and it, I'm sorry, Apple wants their cut, and Amazon doesn't want to share.
1: Yep, so you'll have to buy uh-huh. it in the browser and then move it over. Or sync it it to your. Once you buy it in
2: the browser, it will because you have to sign into your your Amazon account to buy it. It will then show up under your library of Kindle books.
5: Okay, so hold on. Find the book. Mm -hmm. Uh, open it up in the Safari browser. Well, you have to
1: purchase it in the browser. So you open up your browser, purchase it, as long as you're signed into your account. And once you've purchased okay. the book and you then go to your iDevice, whatever you have it on, your phone, or your iPad, or whatever, make sure you're logged into the same account. And then the book you purchased in the web browser will show up there.
5: Think all, that's confusing. <laughs> it, it's,
1: it's all just... You're all... As long as you're logged into the same account with the same credentials everywhere, once you go you know, onto the browser, choose the book and buy it. When you go onto your Kindle and you're logged in with the same credentials to the same account, it will be there.
5: Okay, but like, okay, sign in through the Safari browser first, buy said book.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh,
5: and then...
2: <laughs> go to the Kindle app and the book will show up there so you can read it.
1: As long as you're signed so, into the same account with the same credentials.
5: Oh, gee. Okay. Mm, a little complicated, then I?
2: Uh, oh boy all right no no worries jane and if you need further assistance with it you can drop us a quick email and we can try to help you out um but as marty said just stay signed in to the same account on your browser and in kindle and your books will show up that you're purchasing your browser on your kindle app all right uh Herbie, hey, did you we did did there you are
10: all right i am here now good yep. <clears throat> i'm having tech issues i should go to unmute presents um So a couple of questions. One, I don't know if there's any work around this issue, but lately Zoom has been notorious. Whenever I raise my hand, I have to deal with, on the Mac, I have to deal with this pop-up now that says, go to other window to lower hand. Is there a way to get rid of that pop-up?
2: Nope.
10: Is there a way to write to, uh, I think you mentioned once there was a way to write to Zoom accessibility to... uh,
2: there maybe have is. our complaints heard. You said you had a couple of questions and we have a couple of hands. So what's your other question? While I look up that email real quick.
10: Well, it's actually zoom related. So on the phone now there's like these blank spaces in between users. Um, when you're looking at the participants list and I uh, was just wondering if there's oh. any way to get rid of those.
2: I haven't noticed that. I will take a look at that. I don't know, but you can email that question to access at zoom.us. Okay. Alrighty. Thanks Herbie.
0: All right. And that would work
10: for both questions. Yeah, I would get it, get I would it. send
2: them both to that, that email address to say, Hey, I'm seeing Accessing. these. How would I yeah. disable them? Access, not accessibility, right. but access, A-C-C-E-S-S at zoom.us. All right. Thanks a lot. Sounds good. Thank you. Who do we got next, Sheila? Susan. Hey, Susan.
10: Hi, can you hear me?
1: Yep, we can hear you.
10: Excellent. My question is about telephones. And I would appreciate it if you could tell me the pros and cons of an Android phone compared to an iPhone and vice versa. Um,
2: So, playfully, I'm going to say, Susan, you like to stir the pot, huh? mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, I will tackle this real quick in a couple of seconds and then Marty can give his input. Basically, the pros... To an iPhone is if you're already invested in the Apple ecosystem, so if you already have a Mac or you already have an iPad, then sticking with the iPhone and iOS would make a lot of sense. If you're Android, um, if you're a Windows user, Android will likely integrate with your Windows computer a lot better and a lot more seamlessly. And if you use Google products like Gmail or Google Workspace for home or work, then you'll get a more tighter integration with the operating system. It used to be iOS is a lot more accessible, and if if accessibility features were important to you, then go with iOS. I don't think we're there anymore. I think Android and iOS are on fairly close to equal playing fields. If you are a Braille user or Braille is important to you, I would highly recommend exploring the differences in both operating systems uh, for Braille output and input.
1: And a couple of things I'll throw in here is if you're someone that ever needs assistance with your phone, you want to make sure probably that you get something that other friends and family around you have. So if everyone around you is iPhone users and you get an Android, there probably won't be too much help. I would also think about the apps that you need to use. There's a lot of apps that are on one side. Like, for example, there's a lot of apps that are on iPhone or iPad, but they're not on Android. Or vice versa. There's stuff on Android that's not on iPhone, iPad. So you want to think about what apps that you use and are they going to be available on the device that you want to get. The third thing I will say is one of the biggest differences is if you get an Apple device, the likelihood of you being able to stay somewhat current for a longer period of time is going to be simpler than it will be on an Android device. You know, Apple kind of keeps the same operating system. They're the only ones to put out an operating system. And they, for the most part, keep you pretty updated for quite a while. I mean, you probably can get a phone now. And that phone probably can run a current operating system for about five years pretty safely, I would say. If you get an Android device, I would suggest looking um, at a... uh, What's the one you're getting, Michael? The Pixel line of products? Yeah, the Pixel. Because the Pixel's raw Android, and the likelihood of you being able to be up-to-date will last you longer, where all of the other manufacturers in the Android world, they tweak their operating systems and their apps to do different things, like Samsung is going to have... They're going to make it do what they want to do. LG is going to make it do what they want to. They're all a little bit different. They all have different versions of operating systems, and they all get updated at different times. So if you decide to get an Android, I would definitely go Pixel because it's going to be the raw, actual Android operating system. And you'll be able to stay up to date probably a lot faster and for a longer period of time than most of the other Android devices. So, I mean, it's kind of a lot to think about, but it depends on what your needs are.
10: Okay, then I'm in better shape than I thought I was because I do have a Pixel. It's a 6, so it's aging, but it is a Pixel. Feel Mm -hmm. good, yeah. Um, And I wish my son was here to hear what you just told me because you're echoing everything that he's told me regarding the, the, the different ecosystems. Mm-hmm. um and our household is a google household
2: mm-hmm.
10: however i'm getting training for how to use jaws and and other things and the people that are training me are trying to talk me into going iphone yes because
2: that's, 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 that's what, what they, they
1: use you know yep. and that's what they know and that's what they want you you know to be able to teach you on but That isn't mean. That doesn't mean that that's the best decision for you. You have to decide, you know, what it is for you. But this is what I said in the beginning: was that if you are someone that needs help, then you want to look at what people around you are using. If that's going to be something that's important to you, otherwise, you'll have to look outside for other places for help. But in the community, there's a lot of things. You know, you can reach out to us, and we can give you some resources. I mean, you don't have to go. Uh, iPhone if you really want to stick with Android. It's, you know.
2: There's, there's a resource I point Android users to where accessibility is important. Uh, I would start at accessandroid.com uh, Access and access uh, accessibleandroid.com Android. Sorry. Sorry, A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-L-E accessibleandroid.com and that'll okay. give you some resources to get started with accessibility and, and tools. And it sounds like you may already have some familiarity with some of that accessibility, so it can help you sharpen those skills as well.
10: Thank you. Thank you very no much. Worries. Yeah.
2: And if you have yeah, any other the-
1: questions, you can always email us feedback at
2: show. Yep. And have your son listen to the podcast so he can hear what Marty told you.
10: Fur guy has to work. <laughs>
2: he he could listen while he's at work. See, that's the uh, advantage I'll, I'll of I'll have to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for your question, Sheila. Okay, take care. Next? Happy holidays. Okay, yeah,
3: guys, you too. you've got six minutes and six hands, so all I'm right. not sure oh, you're going to
2: get through them all,
3: but David okay. Goldfield, I'm sure you have something hey, to David. offer, sir.
1: Hey, David, I, how are you? Doing pretty well. Um, real quick, uh, to answer Herbie's question, the Email address for Zoom is access at zoom.us.
2: Yep. That was it. Perfect.
1: Oh, oh awesome. Thank Thanks, David. Anything <laughs> else you want to say David. while you're here? <laughs> all right. Stacy. Hey, Stacy.
5: Okay. Um, yeah, I was in a pickle with this um all these um systems too, but um, I found that I, I could I it's hard to use um I found that I've had so much trouble with uh, swiping and all that stuff. So I just went with a blind shell for, you know, USA. I went with that for my phone stuff. Uh And I'm thinking about going with the Windows 11 with the NVDA. But I'm also questioning um, all these new computers, I understand they have uh, keyboards, they've got. they got uh, ones that are so close together on the. I just couldn't. I looked at keyboards on like like Macs and things like that and other things. I I can't get my fingers to identify anything. It's, they're just so flat and so. I'm wondering about these. Could I go with a Braille keyboard? And what's the? I mean Perkins keyboard. And what's the idea with that? Can I with a uh, with a windows thing can i do
2: that if i'm if what yeah, is so, so you could use a perkins style keyboard with windows there are a couple of braille displays that have a keyboard or you can purchase just a keyboard if you don't need the output to save some money in space that's an option also exploring external keyboards Uh, Like you, I can use it, but the MacBook Air keyboard is a little too small for me. So, one of the advantages of having this MX keys that we were talking about earlier are the keys are bigger, so it's easier for me to feel. So, uh, that's two options that you could use uh, with your computer. Well, the
5: thing is, though, I'd like to get a a laptop and I'd like to have a keyboard that's available for the laptop, but I'd like a bigger keyboard. So, how do I, I mean, a better keyboard? So, how do I do that without carrying two keyboards around? I'd like to have a a better keyboard on a laptop what do i do
1: you'll have so, to test them and like yeah, feel have the have different really laptops and see which ones you like so you'd have to go to a store where they sell a lot of different laptops for example like best buy and you'll have to put your hands on all the different keyboards and decide what you like or don't like or what feels good or not good to you yep. that's really the only thing you can a do A little
5: more spaced out on, on laptops do you know
1: well, is you'll need. They're one? all different. I mean, some are smaller. Like a thirteen-inch laptop is going to be a lot tighter of a squeeze than like a fifteen or a sixteen-inch laptop. Yep.
2: yep. So I would look at bigger screens because bigger screens will have, will mean bigger keyboards. And they're also cases. be probably a little
1: more money as well. Yep.
5: But I mean, uh, would they? Would they be? Uh, is there? Are there ones? Do you know that that would have spaced out keyboards?
1: Yeah. Like,
2: that really just depends. You'll have to go play with them. I have a Lenovo upstairs that is for a gamer that has its keys pretty well spaced out. But what is spaced out to me is probably different than what is spaced out to you. That's yeah. why we say you'll, you'll want to go put your hands on some different keyboards, on some different laptops to see what fits your needs. But to answer your, your initial question, yes, there are keyboards that have more space between the keys. Okay,
5: that's what I wanted to find out.
2: Yep. Perfect. Thanks a lot. And I don't think we're going to get to these last couple of hands. So, Marty, how can people get their questions to us and listen to a replay?
1: So you can email us at feedback at unmute.show. You can also check out our website at unmute.show. And if you want to get the replay of this, it should be out in the next couple of hours. As we do every week, we try and get it out a couple of hours after we go off the air. And you can go into any podcatcher and look up unmute presents. And you'll see the description there. And then you can either pick an episode today's or you can subscribe and get it automatically every week. And you can do that in any um, podcast Podcast catcher of choice. And with that, Sheila and Kayla, thank you so much for your help. As always, everybody have an amazing holiday and we will see you guys next week.
3: Thanks, y'all. Thanks. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. I am saying to
1: you. I'm going
3: to end for all. All right. Oh, oh,